All of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net and help support the network. Head over to patreon.com. Echo. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standard, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on the Consider a different podcast. Geeking out across the globe. Hold on to your butts. It's the Geek.io Yes, indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Geek IO Show, episode number two hundred and sixteen. That's my favorite number. Woo! Woo! Uh, uh, of course, we're your podcaster playground, and this is Thursday, the twelfth of October, twenty seventeenth. I am your host, CJ Boat. Someone is frantically <laughs> typing things into the it notes. It must be my turn to talk because everyone got quiet. We've only rolled. been doing this for 216 plus episodes, Rob. I'm usually not number two. It's usually Dale. <laughs> That's not what it says according to the template. I'm Dale Campbell. And I don't have the Twitch video running, so I'm Philip Johnson. <laughs> Wait, I'll let you guys go. You're a guest. We'll introduce you. You get your own special I introduction. You. I got you. Okay, we got you. <laughs> I'm reading the show notes, Carrie. I used to live in 216 area code, Josh. Ooh. <laughs> no. Hey. And joining us this week, the man who could somehow make Sloss look cool, badass, and somehow sexy, Philip Johnson, the creative director of Battles Lost 2025, the pizza, the Great Pizza Wars. Great to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you hey. so much for joining us, sir. How are you this evening? Feeling good. Uh, just uh, kind of got out of the gym. Feeling pretty loose and energized, and I made went home and made some nice ramen. Uh, I don't know. I hook it up. I'm a good cook. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, great and, uh, after gym food. And I uh, let's see. I carbs, just, carbs, I, and more carbs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do a lot of veggies and stuff in it too. Um, but uh, I also like I graduated a improv class. Uh, about a month or so ago and this weekend I've been cast in two different shows so I just found out about the one show this morning because I just woke up and found out I'm doing a show on Saturday so pretty excited for both of those I got one tomorrow you, well, you've been, mean, uh... it's, it's improv so I don't need to like practice my lines or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> that's true, true. you, you were voluntold well no no like, uh, it's kind of um, it's a show called Maestro and mm-hmm. in a nutshell, it's basically who's lines them anyway. If y'all are familiar with that show, yes, like mini um, improv games, and then they get they cast. They just basically ask every week who wants to be a maestro this week, and then everyone puts their name in, and then they select from that. And so, like pretty much every week, like I'm probably like a hundred people submit to get into the show because it's one of the more popular ones in Austin. Um, and so I, I, I think they've just kind of let the newbie get in because uh, I haven't been cast in really anything yet. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot and, of fun. And they're going to put you in the biggest show that they have. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the one that it, it usually sells out. 
And but it's a small room. It's not like a big giant theater. Like this is probably like thirty seats or something like that. So like not like like the the cast is like a, a third of the size of the room. <laughs> 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 That's hey, cool. That. Look at that. Oh, okay. it's, gonna, it's gonna be fun now. I'm looking forward to it. And then the one I'm doing tomorrow night is called Penalty Box, and that is also uh, short form improv. But the hook behind this one is that the audience and the judges know the rules, but the actors do not. And if the actors break the rules, they blow the whistle on you. And it might be something like, "Don't touch yourself." So if you like touch your head, touch your hair, they'll blow the whistle on you, and you go into the penalty box, and you have to like just stand in there for like 30 seconds, then you can come back into the scene. And someone else like takes your place, uh, so it's it gets pretty chaotic. That sounds because you're spending like improv sounds like a a, a lot of fun. It's that really fun. Glorious. I I don't know what what area y'all live in, but uh, if you find a theater in town or just go online and buy a book and teach yourself, and then all of a sudden you're the improv teacher because it's like I don't know that. It's not like I, I can't be that hard to teach yourself. There's like these kind of starting guides. That you can buy on Amazon, made by like the different improv theaters. Um, but there's just a really active, supportive scene in, in Austin that made it pretty easy to get into. Yeah, Thanks. Austin's really a big hodgepodge of like a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. We have one close to us, Josh and Carrie. We should go. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe. Where do y'all live? Maybe. Uh, we are in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. And Dale lives on Spider Island. Raul, <laughs> yes. you live east of San Antonio? Yeah, east of San Antonio, like close to Del Rio, if you know where that's okay. at. No, I don't know where anything is in Texas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's way than most people in Texas. No. When I arrived in Austin, I did not leave the city for like a year because I was crunching on battle solves as soon as I arrived. Like every night I would go home from work and, uh, you know, I'd leave work, go home work on battle solves. And then when um, the company I worked for shut down, I decided to work full-time on Battlesloffs, where I was just spending all, all day, every day, working on that game. Um, and didn't really take much vacation time until the game was out. When I say vacation time, I mean time where I'm not working. I wasn't really getting paid. <laughs> I, was like, I was basically unemployed working this indie game. Yeah, from what I've talked from from those who I've talked to in the indie scene, yeah, it's always it's like, yeah, I am either working or sleeping, and sometimes not even sleeping. So, um, yeah, I mean that's it's tough. But I'm pretty happy to be employed again with some nice health insurance and stuff like that. It feels good. <laughs> there you go. Like serious, I I know like I kind of sound like I'm bragging, but god damn, it's nice. Really nice. No, I, I literally I'm getting my I'm getting my first full paycheck in two months tomorrow. So I am right there with you. I am fully one thousand percent with you right now on that one. Money, 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 money. Well, for I mean, I'm fortunate to be with a company that really respects their employees. I work with Panic Button in Austin, and we do like lots of we mostly do what's called co-development, where we just kind of like do work for other studios. Um, and they're totally cool with me being indie dev on the side. In fact, they kind of celebrate it. So they're really cool about that. And, you know, um, I'm getting to work on Doom with the Switch uh, with those guys. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Ooh. 
Switch. Just let me know if you get any more, if you get any review code for that. Just, just saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, CJ. Oh shameless. yeah, no, I do. I am absolutely shameless. <laughs> um, uh, we'll see. I don't know. Like, All right. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and hop into the first segment of the show here, and we will uh, we'll talk more about Battle Sloss in the second half of the show because I really want to talk to you about like go in depth w- about that. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and hop into the gadget game. Yes. Gadgets, games, and gizmos. Yes, indeed. This is Gadget Games and Gizmos. We talk about the stuff that we've been doing lately. Uh, I'll start. Um, because I want to. Sure. <laughs> and it's your show. It's my show. I feel like it today. Um, so I am still hardcore, like full blown into Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, it is. I've been kind of dorking around finding a place. To find a game to replace Hearthstone in my heart and on my phone, and uh, a bunch of my, <laughs> I've been a bunch of them. Your phone, the two most yeah. key places in the world. <laughs> yes, uh, Gwent is good, but not great. Um, and I've been playing a couple other ones. Uh, I basically just Googled uh, uh, Hearthstone clone, and I just got a bunch of them that came up. Uh, <laughs> and Elder Scrolls Legends is still just really, really good. Um, so I'm still I'm still going hard into that one. I'm actually ranking up doing ladder. Um, during October I like to usually other than that um in October I usually like to try and play um spooky games spooky games, um and and the Amnesia trilogy was on uh was free for PlayStation Plus members this month, and on stream I was playing some Amnesia and that game is real bad. <laughs> is that good or it's no. scary? No, I uh, I was more. It gave me more of a headache and frustration than scary. Like I got spooked once, and then the shadow left, and then I was like, then I spent the last ten minutes of the stream trying to kill myself unsuccessfully. Oh, I have I have PT on my PlayStation Four, so I might fire that up because it's kind of like the <laughs> rare thing that I can offer my friends now. Yeah, but that's like the saddest thing because you know it's never going to come out. Oh, this, I mean, Will I, don't, it? I, don't, I don't know, like, I mean, I'm not, like, afraid to reformat my PlayStation 4 or whatever, like, you know, in, like, a year or something. It's probably already possible to just hack it back into your system. Um, um Not as far as I know, and I kind of try, I, fo- I follow into those because I like playing and hacking with things, and as far as I know, I, you tried that, that again, PT. That's a bummer. Yeah, P- right, people, well, one of those I don't have a reason to like, reformat my my drive yet. <laughs> um, other than that, I've been playing. Uh, I got a review copy of Doom of Annihilation from Wizards of the Coast. I've been reading through that, and uh, the storyline in that is actually really, really good. Um, uh, it would be a lot of work to get it to work for Manipool, but I, I'm excited to take a part and use some of the bits of it in my uh, home games. Even if I could find a, ga- a group of people to actually play the entire tomb with, it's so much fun. It's not as, like, evilly hard as Tomb of Horrors, either. I don't know what you're talking about. I came out of Tomb of Horrors rather well. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> Brag, much. Um, it, it's actually, it is a full-blown campaign and not just, hey, this is, this is challenge mode. Um, so... It gives well, story I mean, behind the Tomb of Horrors. <laughs> Tomb of Horrors wasn't that quote-unquote challenging. It was, hey, CJ, I'm going to roll a die now. 
Yeah, <laughs> I could have put a stop on that one and said, hey, you can only roll so many so so often, but, you know. Um, oh, I got my, my, my kitty. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, oh we interrupt this program. Shut up, CJ. This is me. Cat attack. Wow, why did our viewers just go up by 20? Right. 20,000 viewers. She's like, I have this little blue towel out, and she just obeys the law where um, she's allowed to hang out on blue towels if I leave them out. So I I have her, uh, she just kind of sits at my desk all the time and takes naps, and I look like at the pen. All right. You may speak again, CJ. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> Until can, we give you, can we keep you around just to stop and start CJ talking? That'd be great. Um, also, I'm uh, sorry, CJ. My cat is being cute oh, again. Cat update. <laughs> and then she's over here now. Cat is on hey, blue. there are no blue towels there. No. Yeah. <laughs> is that a blue towel area? No Jim blue towel. Colorblind. Oh. I let her break the rules. All right. Sorry, CJ. What were you playing? What were you also sent me a copy of uh, Starfinder. And so I've been really stressing to play games regularly. And Rachel is out of playing, out of commission for reasons. Um, so myself, I'm looking around. I'm like, man, I really want to play games. But like all of my adult friends have like responsibilities and crap and and live about a thousand miles away. And live Josh on and the Carrie other live like three way. miles that that way. Yeah, you said friends, Raul. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, oh, we love you. <laughs> There's plenty of friends to make in the Dota 2 community. There you oh. go, Dota 2. That. Yeah, if I, if I want to be called a uh, gay autistic Jew, sure, I'll hang out in the Dota, Dota 2. Dota 2 sounds like my jam. Yeah, whatever, whatever you're into, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I walked in on my daughter reading my Tomb of Annihilation book, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you grow up so fast. <laughs> like, hey, 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 Kia, do you want to play Starfinder? What's Starfinder? It's like D&D, but in space. She goes... Like Guardians of the Galaxy, I go exactly like Guardians of the Galaxy. She goes, when can we start playing? So today, um, I sat and made characters with my daughter and son, and it's fantastic. And I'm excited to start playing this weekend with them. And uh, oh, that's Pathfinder. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, pa- it's Pathfinder in space. That sounds like really cool. It I is. Want to play uh, what's it? Edge of the Empire, the Star Wars RPGs. Ah, uh, yes. Those I like played. I played a module of one at Gen Con, and I really like I really liked it. Um, uh, also, because I need a card game in my life at all times, apparently, uh, not apparently. Cardboard crack, yo. Who am I kidding? I've been playing Magic since 1994. Um, oh god, that makes me feel old. Yeah, you Sorry, are. Sorry, um, Dale. You are the youngest person here. Shut <laughs> up. I'm thinking like how, how rich I would have been if I kept all my magic cards from when it first started. Right! It's like me and like a few dumb kids in school who didn't even know what we were doing. I trade. I traded, uh, I, I literally just found on the floor in my school one day a pack of like, it was 12 uh, demonic tutors, like original print demonic tutors that were freaking just out of, out of the pack. And I was like, okay, these are cool. Um, yeah, you want to trade me for like 
these crappy cards that I need right now. And like those things are worth about 70 to $120 now. Uh, <laughs> it's not as bad as what I did. I traded my magic cards for like pogs or some shit like that. God damn you, 90s! Uh, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm about to break every nerd's heart here. My, my, my dad, uh, he had the, the Grail. Uncanny oh, X-Men. no. The Black Lotus? No. Oh. Uncanny X-Men number one. Oh! His mom threw it out because he left it sitting around. No! Yeah. Oh, no. Well, at least he didn't try it for pugs. <laughs> True. <laughs> at least he didn't try it for pugs. But... <laughs> But, <laughs> um, but right now I got it. I've got into uh, the Dragon Ball Super card game, and it's like uh, if Card Fight Vanguard and Magic had a baby. And I wish I had some of my cards here available to me, but they are not here. Um, but it's not just Dragon Ball Super stuff. It's also Dragon Ball Z. So if you don't know any Dragon Ball Super, it doesn't really matter. Um, and just like it should be in the proper world, Broly is overpowered, and I love playing him. Weren't you guys talking about some sort of weird uh, Pokemon Dragon Ball Z game on Mike, when Michael Kill was on the show? Was that you guys? Probably. Probably. Dragon Ball <laughs> Fusions? Are you Dragon Ball Fusions? Yeah, Dragon Ball Fusions. Yes. Okay, yeah. I was like trying to search. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could have just fired up the podcast again. Anyway. Yeah, Dra- Dragon Ball Fusions for the 3DS. Uh, it is Dragon oh. Ball Pokemon, and it is fantastic. That sounds really neat. All right, sorry, you can continue. <laughs> uh, no, hang on. Before CJ does, do we have another cat, cat update? Yeah. Do we have another cat? Okay, yay. Oh. A very big cat. Ooh. Yeah, she's just mostly fluff. She's as fluffy as cat and candy and just as sweet. Oh, kitty. Uh, anyway. Speaking of fluffy cats, Carrie, what have you been up to? No. Uh, midterms. <laughs> That's okay. about it. <laughs> Yay! Um, finally get to decorate for Halloween, which I'm super excited for. I've been, like, hounding Josh to get the bins down for me because my stupid neck won't let me lift them down myself. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, our neighborhood goes really all out for holidays, and so there's kind of, like, we ramped our display up last year, and now our neighbors across and, like, down the street are ramping theirs up in response <sighs> this year. And so it's like a friendly competition of awesomeness, and I love it. Halloween is my favorite holiday, so. Carrie, Um, you're just decorating for Halloween? I mean, it's already time to decorate for Christmas. Right? I'm getting hyper packed. Shut your whore mouth. Yes, (laughs) I know. I know. We got five. Listen, I don't want to hear anything about holidays before their time, all right? (laughs) I work at a Walgreens. We are oh, getting yeah. for Valentine's Day in our stock room. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm thinking about bringing that to the states because <laughs> why? Why should we not have another Thanksgiving? Right? Yeah, I mean, we you... are Americans. Food is what we do. Right? Yeah. Can you bring Thanksgiving yeah. here? That'd be great. I would, I would, I would love. Thanksgiving I, I, I will tell you, we had our friend from New Zealand over for Thanksgiving a couple years back. He loved it. Yeah. Nice. Everyone loves it. It's just. Lots of food. You mean you, you, you collect a bunch of food, everyone brings food, and you eat turkey? Right? Wait, now there's another holiday that sounds familiar like that, though. Mm, entertain me. It's like a month after Thanksgiving. Somewhere about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving in April? Hey, I, I made Thanksgiving. that Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving in <laughs> April. 
It's called Easter. Yeah, it's 420. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not a month later. <laughs> no, hey, depending on how big you get. Yeah, <laughs> you can make time fly pretty fast. Well, actually, if okay. it's... You don't necessarily have to have turkey on Christmas. It can be a ham, some tamales, a menudo. I, uh, I, I subscribe to the Somebody's vegan Somebody's Mexican diet. in this chat. I subscribe to the, the vegan diet, so I'm going to be making fake meat. I'm making a vegan okay. ham. Uh, hopefully I don't fuck it up. I'm really like excited about this recipe I found. Nice. Yeah. Mm, what are you me? making that out of? Uh, well, you know, I just define God. Um, <laughs> oh, it's wheat gluten flour, uh, and then I think it's tofu and tons of spices. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the fake meat seitan. It's essentially like, like Play-Doh meat. And I don't make it too often because it just weigh, it's heavy in the stomach. But I make it for like special occasions and stuff. And this is one of them. So there you go. Hopefully this recipe won't suck. I actually don't mind a bit of tofu occasionally. I have it in stir fries and things. I I eat it pretty regularly actually. I mean, there for a while I was going full vegan and oh, yeah? realized that I enjoy real cheese too much. That's the one thing I still have not been able to find. And according to my vegan friends, yes, there's good vegan cheese. I just have not found it. There is I good vegan cheese. I make my own cheese, actually. Ah. Um, so I, have, I got a really great... Do you milk the cat? Do you yeah. milk oh. <laughs> That wouldn't be vegan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I make I do make vegan mozzarella. And this one's really easy because you can do it. And like you have to ferment it for like a little bit. But that's like a... Yeah, this one's like a 12, 14 hour turnaround. But um, this tastes pretty close to fresh mozzarella. You basically make this like these these balls of cashew based mozzarella. And it, I don't know, it tastes really, really good. A lot of people are pretty impressed. The crazier one I do is blue cheese, uh, which I age over two or three months and it has real mold in it. And it's uh, like an aged cheese, an aged in the fridge. And it terrifying. Now with real mold. Now with yeah, real yeah, mold. Bacteria as is living things. As and, opposed uh, to they, fake they mold. I put bacteria in it too. And like, take probiotic pills and snap them open, put them in the batch. But those are living creatures. That means it's not vegan anymore. Oh. oh well, they're oh. symbiotic because, uh, like, probiotics, they just live in your stomach. I mean, it would take more than, uh, you know. They also like, don't my... have an ovum. <laughs> they also, yeah. Well, hard liquor will will kill them. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's how that's how I purge. You know, hard, hard liquor kills <laughs> most things. Like, when I, anytime I get sick, on, because of this diet, like I have to like maintain my stomach. And I guess DJ would know about, a little bit about this. You have been vegan for a bit, but like hard liquor will just like destroy your stomach. You to, like, oh yeah. Uh, eat a lot of kimchi, uh, probiotic pills, but once you get your level up again, you're kind of like smooth sailing for a bit. Anyway, we were talking about video games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey. It's like it's Scott, Scott, Scott Pilgrim, there are levels. You have to you have to get your level back up. In welcome, welcome to Food Geeks. And, uh... Food Geeks. 
Oh. Hashtag make gaming tasty again. Make me make <laughs> gaming tasty again. That is a reference to last I do, week. I do, I do love cooking. It's like my kind of, I don't know, aside from um, improv, it's one of my favorite pastimes to just cook some really awesome stuff. Could you yeah, imagine, mine too. Could you imagine if there was uh, a combination of the two, though? That would be amazing. Improv cooking? It's called chopped. I, I, I do have a bot. I do have a bot that me and my roommate made. Uh, Tyler, who I was talking to earlier, he's also a game developer. We made a bot, and I'll post it in um, Twitch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So <laughs> suck it down. Stop posting likes. All right. Well, yeah, uh, send it in there. I'll put it in there. Uh, in the... Yeah, no, here we go. In the... I gotcha. There we go. Nightbot is a little aggressive sometimes. Nightbot is really... Uh... Really, uh, <laughs> I don't know it. why he said suck it down. I don't understand why. <laughs> Second that down. Uh, suck it down. That's something that, like, uh, John Romero and John Carmack used to yell at each other. Yeah, it was my favorite movie. What movie was Suck It Down again? Um, well, they used to say that, and uh, that's like John Romero used to yell that during, like, their death matches at Doom when they were oh. playing Doom, right? Or was that from really from a movie? I- don't know. I didn't set that on there. I did. I do have it so non-moderators it can't post links. It might be from uh, Aliens. It said, aliens. So apparently... yes. Yeah, that sounds like the part where he puts the gun in the alien's mouth and it's like, it's like fucking red as part of that movie. That's... Suck it down. Mish gets back. Sure. <laughs> anyway, hey CJ. Hey yeah, <laughs> Oh no, it's not your turn. Hey Gary. Whose turn was it? I'm confused. I'm Who's Gary's? <laughs> Dale, what are you up to? Oh, cat. hey! Cat! There's cat. I can't see the cat. Oh. <laughs> there was. Uh, oh. oh, I was. I tabbed over to the Twitch and there no. was a cat. Now there's a cat again. Now there's a cat again. <laughs> Wait, am I allowed to talk while the cat's on the yes. screen? Yes. Yes. Only me. <laughs> Only you. Oh, okay. Is that how this works? Alright. Um, <clears throat> so, I haven't. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, that cat is giving me fur, um, some, some nasty furballs. I don't know why. Um, anyway, so uh, I haven't been up to much, uh, except because back is still doing its thing. Um, still hitting the yoga, which that's a that's a thing that I never wait. thought I'd say yoga. as a... I wait, yoga. Actually hang out with... Uh... Actually, hang out with YouTube yoga star Adrian Mischler from time to time. Because she lived in Austin, and we, I ended up going to her class. You, dro- and- you dropped something there, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> you, na- you dropped a na- yeah, name drop. You don't don't yeah, drop the cat, a- though. Don't drop the cat. Uh, she, she's really awesome. Um, there you go. Uh, no, I just have a... No, there you go. Yeah, I just have a little app, and it, it gives me a little bit of a workout, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drink my chai latte afterwards, and it's... And I feel like a real, uh, a real, uh... Hipster? Housewife. Yeah, they... Oh, hipster. Housewife or hipster? Chai are delicious. <laughs> they are yeah, delicious. Chai lattes are amazing. Right. That's what I was doing before I came here, actually. I was actually at a yoga class. Oh, there you go. Getting all stretchy. Yeah, I go to the physiotherapist. He, uh, he whips me into line. And tells me that I'm... Ooh. <laughs> no. this, is what you get, this is what you get off of universal healthcare, people. Physiotherapists that whip you. <laughs> into shape. <laughs> Is he cute, Dale? Uh, you might be listening. Hi, hi, Josh, if you're listening. It's another Josh, too. <laughs> oh! another Josh, too. Let me how that works. Hi, hi Josh. <laughs> uh, 
Maybe the same or a different Josh. Uh, hey, it's warm in here. Hey, <laughs> hey how are you going? Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, Dale, it's just you. No, sure. Uh, but and his glowing pink cheeks. <laughs> and my glowing pink cheeks. It's legitimate. So those are his earphones, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm not the only one blushing in in chat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but uh, on my off chances that I feel like doing things, I've actually come across some some weird British television of, of late. Uh, so ooh. British television, don't need to be redundant. <laughs> uh, there's these two shows that I, I can't... There's, there's not really that many episodes of them either available or ever made. So probably both. Uh, there's there's one called Breakaway, which is basically it's about eight people on on like a little stage platform thing, and you know it's answer x amount of questions. I think it's twenty twenty five questions to get the the money, and you answer as a group. So one person represents the group, and if they get the answer correct. Then that's I'm boring CJ to tears that he's walked off. There you go. Uh, so like Family Feud, kinda. <laughs> kinda Family Feud without the uh, is purple penis on the board. Show me purple penis. No, apart from Naked that. Naked grandma. <laughs> Naked grandma. <laughs> Naked grandma. Uh, I don't know why purple penis came to mind, but anyway, move on. Uh, but there's. Well, I mean, it is you, Dale. <laughs> this is true. Uh, there's a chance every three questions that one individual may break away from the pack and answer differently from the the, the group, group answer on their own. And they they get uh, more money at the end if they end up winning as opposed to the group, who has to split the money, of course, because reality television is apparently group. fair. Uh, and it's an reality. okay... Reality. Uh, it's an okay show... Uh, it's interesting to, like, study it from, like, a psychology point of view, because just the way that people act, and just who... You, you, you play this game of who's going to be greedy first. You look at, like, the eight people on stage is going, okay, that guy's going to want to break away first, because he's greedy. Uh, outside of that, there's this other one that I've been watching called Letterbox, and it's basically... Uh, Worst video format ever. <laughs> right? Uh, it's called 4x3, and, uh, <laughs> and it's amazing. No, it's basically uh, an extended version of uh, passwords. So there's there's two teams, they guess the password that's inside the box, and they get like 2,000 pounds if they guess it correctly. Which it, it, 2,000 pounds of what? Of money. Beef. Of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. This TV we're talking. Pounds of money is a lot of money. Yeah, that's like two Australian dollars, uh, which is huge. Well, now here's the thing: Are we talking about two thousand pounds, the currency, or two thousand pounds of money, which could be a spectacular <laughs> amount of money, depending on what denomination it's in? The answer is yes. Two thousand pounds of two thousand pounds, which that's inception. Uh, but no, that they're, no, that's currency. That's currency, right? Uh, it's entertaining. They're little entertaining little bits. They're they're about an hour long each show, and you know, you know, you gotta watch something as you as you're bored at the desk, you know. Uh, but apart from that, I haven't been up to much interesting. Not even that was interesting. Hey, Philip, what have you been up to? 
So, um, we're doing some hiking in Texas. Been pretty nice outside. My friend uh, works at this like community garden, so I'm kind of helping her there, like with plant, her plants, and um, that's been really cool. Kind of just like after spending a year kind of grinding on a game, it's kind of nice to just like stick your hands in dirt and plant some like vegetables and stuff. I don't know. It's, I find it really satisfying. Um, but there are a lot more like video gamey things that I'm doing. Um, so. Uh, let's see. I played the, I'm starting to play the Necromancer update for Diablo 3. Oh, it's so um, good. I think, I don't know. I feel like I just like the mage so much that I'm kind of like, can't go to any other <laughs> character. But <laughs> I think eventually, I think eventually, like, the uh, Necromancer is going to get to the point where he's super, super rad and I start to enjoy him more. But no, I'm, st- I'm just. It's kind of cool. You just like kind of like walking around with a big posse of like skeletons and shit. Uh, you can make corpses explode, or you can turn them into spears and use them to kill other like bigger enemies. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty great. I don't know what I'm complaining about. Um, so I'm also playing a little bit of River City Rampage because I had played uh, recently played some River City Ransom at a party um, and. Damn, that game holds up big time. Uh, First City Ransom for Nintendo. Can I get like an improving nod or just sort of like a whoop whoop or something? <laughs> no, yeah, I haven't played it in forever, but I'm glad it holds up. Um, I think it holds up. I mean, as, as far as most of the Nintendo games we played, uh, especially like multiplayer, easily one of the better multiplayer games you can be playing. So it got rebooted. NES multiplayer is um, janky sometimes. I mean, it just weren't too many really, really great ones. Um, but it just came out on Steam like a month or two ago. Uh, and it's called River City Rampage. And this is a great reboot. Um, it starts off with the two characters from the original game. You play like a mini version of the game, like a five, ten minute version of the River City Ransom. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You just play like your, your like, tutorial mission is that like, you're like the original characters. Then it fast forwards to the modern day, the, the new generation of the River City Ransom posse. Um, and you run into the old cast of characters from River City Ram, uh, Ransom. And they're all like old. They have like stubble, like gray stubbly beards and like gray hair. And they're just like, ah, when we were kids, we had the bust heads like you guys do. And they're just like walking around the, the city with you, like being the shit out of people with you. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, the cool thing about it, though, is like, how much variety they added to the characters that you fight because in the original uh, River City Ransom, pretty much every character was the same. They just would all pick up different weapons. But in this one, there's more variety. Um, Yeah, yeah. They all all essentially look the same, except for, like, maybe they dealt more damage. Um, But this one starts in, like, a high school, and you're kind of just, like, walking around, and if you, like, cause a mess they send you to the principal's office you get to fight the principal uh, <laughs> and you beat, the sh- you beat the shit out of the principal and you can just leave um, but later when like shit gets real the high school starts like going into riot mode and all the people that were just milling about they all have like their different fight patterns and then like the nerdy characters they're like they start throwing like test tubes in the ground and they're like flaring up all these like ice magic and shit it's, it's cool <laughs> it's a really cool game Whoa. that is neat wow. um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with it. Um, so that, that's really just that, and I'm just like always playing Enter the Gungeon. So let's go back oh. to that game over and over again. Oh my but god! I, I just Enter the Gungeon for life. The game is so fucking awesome. You, you just want to slide lock on it? Oh yeah, it's it's great. It's a great, great game. I mean, Battlesoft steals some ideas from it. Um, and when I was working on Battlesoft, it's kind of funny because I'm like, I'm gonna relax by playing Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> I'm just kind of shaking my head while I'm playing it. <laughs> I am so gonna steal this idea. <laughs> I mean, well, I, pay creative I, tribute I, to. I was working on Battlesoft. I was working on Battlesoft before Enter the Gungeon came out. I stole the dodge roll from Miami. I stole a lot of ideas from other games. Borrowed. Borrowed. Permanently borrowed is, is probably the way to... <laughs> but I guess Took we can, creative we inspiration can from... <laughs> we, can go, we can go into that later, I guess. Oh, I just see Blade Runner, which, uh, in my opinion, is better than the old movie by, like, several, several miles. Uh, oh. Oh, give get... me your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we do I, a... I'm uh... Blade... oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, we don't have to get into it, but I will say that I think 2049 takes all the ideas and the original Blade Runner does it better. I think we can just stop the argument right there and move on. Um, the anime, the <laughs> Blackout 2022, is actually really good. Yeah, it was. Real oh, solid 15-minute yeah. short. Blade Runner, Blackout 2022? Yes. Yeah. It's it's by the same director as Cabo Bebop. Oh, awesome. That sounds great. It's free to it's watch? pretty good. Free, yeah. good. free on Crunchyroll. That's where I saw it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. That sounds amazing. I'm not at all playing our guest's game right now. I didn't see the notification pop up from my Steam. No, nothing at all. <laughs> I actually don't have my Steam open. That would murder my computer. <laughs> um, yeah, like I guess, guess that's kind of the reason I found you guys because Michael Kim was on your show and he had talked about Battle Sloths and then he told me that he talked about the game on your show and then I was like, alright, well I'm going to watch it because I'm a narcissist and want to hear when people talk about us. So <laughs> it's like, it's like I can't, I'm always like Googling Battle Slavs and looking for. Oh, sorry, my cat's being snippy. Oh, cat update. Okay. <laughs> oh, cat, cat's being snippy? No, never. No. Oh. Oh. DJ is not a cat person. <laughs> oh. Well, didn't your cat, like, bite you, like, multiple times? My cat always oh, bite, a, bit me all the damn time. It's Just like super hard. Cat cam. I I'd be talking to CJ and then he'd just yell out, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, because the cat would just sneak up on me and just bite the ever living <laughs> shit out of me. And then five thirty in the morning, green... the cat was like all over Dale. Yay. What did you do to the cat, CJ? <laughs> we don't have to. Uh, she it wouldn't stay with bars. No, you you totally sent it to Raul. Right? It's just still yes. in the it's still in the mail. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, Peter, don't come after me. Zing. 
Actually, yeah, come out. Come after me. I was the one who said that. Kichao does not condone sending animals through the mail. Yeah, might do. Might do a little PSA if I can have the camera. Here we go. Unless they're the plushies, or you know, adorable plushies. That works too. No animals were harmed in the making. Speaking of animals being harmed, did anyone read that crazy article from the Intercept this week? No. Um, there was this. Um, so there was this insane article, and I guess I could go get it. But um, so there was this. Uh, I guess it was Smithfield Farms. They they raised pigs for to make bacon from essentially, uh, and there's these animal rights activists that. Got, went inside, and they were trying to take pictures of it, um, and they did that. They succeeded. I think they actually got jobs at this place. Like they went like deep undercover. Uh, that's Jeez. the impression that I got. Um, and so this article is nuts because like after what happened is that as these like two activists were leaving, they saw these two baby pigs that were near death, and they just kind of stuffed them into their coat and walked out with them. And then, um, because and how the free because, samples work, babe. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna get because, to the city. Uh, it's it's considered domestic terrorism to interfere with uh, the production of uh, meat and dairy industry. Uh, the FBI got involved. Oh. And, <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. Like the FBI sent, um, they sent like six black cars just filled with agents on the hunt for these two pigs, and. Um, <laughs> And uh, they said, like, they once they nursed the pigs back to health, they separated them. Jeez. They, they separated the two uh. animal sanctuaries, and the FBI, like, tracked them down. And then they, like, rolled up, and they, like, were taking DNA samples from the pigs to make sure they were the right ones. Like, it's a it's a crazy story. I'm not going to go too much deeper into it, but it was, like, it, sounded, it was like a movie. Um, reading this article, just... it's, it's it's like the gritty dark reboot of Babe. Yeah. Uh, well, there already is a there is a really there is a, a kind of a gritty reboot of Babe already called Hookja. Uh, Ouch. Just made by the same guy who made uh, um, Snowpiercer, and oh. it was one. Of, it was a movie made for. It's funded by Netflix. I posted that. It's about this little girl uh, in South Korea, and she. Uh, I guess there's these like genetically engineered super pigs that they purpose build these pigs that they'll be easier to maintain and they yield more meat. Um, and so, uh, in a way to do like a PR campaign, they take like 16 of these pigs and like send them all over the world to go live out like happy lives. Um, and then also to kind of find out the best conditions that they can live in. Um, and so this girl from birth has this like super pig and they're best friends and they just frolic in the mountains and Aww. um and uh so but then the corporation comes to take the pig and she just like goes like tony uh, protector she is she just she just goes on like yeah she goes ham she, she like starts chasing this she's like chasing this pig like throughout uh throughout korea like just getting gets involved with the animal liberation front and the animal liberation front they're like batman they all have like they're like crazy spies that like sneak up and into your window at your hotel and like have like disguises on and crap that's pretty cool Um, he crosses the border becomes leader of north korea i mean 
I mean, oh. now do we need production... to rant and review this? Yeah, right. That's a great. Yeah, it's a great cast. It's got Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano, um, and the director of Snowpiercer does it. So I recommend it. Jake Gyllenhaal. What yeah, is yeah. this movie again? That's called. I'm sorry, Oak, my wife. That's, came in. that's called Oakja. Oakja. Oka. Okay. So I posted the trailer. Um, yeah, I posted uh, it in Twitch. Yeah, pretty excellent. Uh, excellent movie. I really enjoyed it. Huh. Justwatch.com. Where can I see Okja? Well, it's a Netflix original. Oh. They, just, they just spent like $150 million on this movie. Or, I don't know. They gave, they gave this guy like a crazy budget. And, uh, uh, that's a super pig. That's, what did that, they cross it with? A hippo? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, that's. Right. We are uh, definitely um, watching this. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, Rainbow Umbrella. Right. This does look amazing. Um, it kind of it ended up on my radar because I follow lots of like vegan blogs and crap like that. So they were like, "Oh, it's a vegan movie. It's not really a vegan movie." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Those guys. Those guys co-opted as like an, it is does have a big animal rights anti-corporate message in it. um but like the director of the film he was like eating meat and all that stuff while making it so i don't know uh, man after working a hard day's work on oak chai i really want some bacon mostly <laughs> <laughs> got animated snowpiercer so he's used to just well i don't want to spoil the end of that movie um well, yeah yeah <laughs> we watched that don't movie. spoil it we watched that movie. Yeah, huh? freeze and die. Uh, so back to that FBI uh, having uh, to uh, retrieve the uh, the pigs. So they have to save them, so they can go back to the farm and get killed and put on your plate. <sighs> I don't know what happened to the pigs. They might have, they might be living out the rest of their days and evidence. <laughs> That's I, I'm hoping that too. Also, uh, also as a little PSA. <laughs> Let's be fair, the FBI's well, got their hands full with one fat swine already, oh, so... Oh, oh. Alright, that's... Alright, all right. All right, um, children. What's that they're get, actually what's just that wandering around the FBI... <laughs> they're actually just wandering around the FBI headquarters <laughs> as the mascots. Oh, there they go. Uh, got the little suits and ties. Trump is barely political these days. So, uh... Yeah. It's, a, it's just a crazy article. Um, I highly recommend reading it. Although some of the 2017 people. Right. Yeah. We were supposed to have flying cars by now. <laughs> Where's my hoverboard? Yeah, now, now the FBI is committing like 30 people, uh, personnel, to go check them pigs. Check them yep, pigs. Check them pigs. Taxpayer dollars. <laughs> All right. Bringing home the bacon. Oh well, it's not. I mean, it's 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 corporate. It's corporate money that is, uh, you know, make, makes these laws possible. Um, <laughs> you know, Smithfields and all those guys. They 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 pay for these laws to get enacted so that they can call it terrorism and stuff like that. Yep. I don't like it. Anyway, uh, any other cool <laughs> games we were playing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Also, no animals were harmed in the making of this uh, Geek I.O. show. Just want to put that out there. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super, super fluffy cat is super fluffy and comfy. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, who's next? Yeah. Either me or Josh? 
Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah, in our little game, Philip, you get to pick who goes next. Um, I'm going to go again. So I also played my third. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! You might be my favorite guest reader. Yeah, we, you are my favorite <laughs> <guest>. <laughs> CJ, stop talking. Um, CJ, stop talking. Okay. And I'm going again. Oh, rolls. Okay, how about uh, roll? How do you go? Okay. All right, going off uh, Metroid, I started playing Super Metroid on my uh, classic Super NES. <laughs> Next. Dale, what have you been up to again? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go again. So... <laughs> no, no. I mean, after all these years, it still holds up. It's a well-designed game. Uh, I mean, there's a reason the term Metroidvania exists. That is true. Yeah, and I also uh, played uh, Castlevania. Super Metroid and Castlevania. Yeah, I mean, both of those games are freaking amazing. Uh, and I love me a good Metroidvania. There was an update that I got about this game I kickstarted like five years ago that's still being in production. Uh-huh. And it's a procedurally generated Metroidvania called Chasm. And it's really good. Like, I kickstarted it, so I have, like, early access to it. But they haven't updated the one on, like, the, the beta build for, like, Three years now, so I'm getting Damn, a little geez. bit with these guys. Yeah, and I also started playing this. I just uh, wait, there, you there you go. There you go. Down <laughs> to the left. Blood, I love Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Yes. Good things to sound like Bloodborne levels. <laughs> Bloodborne, yeah, Bloodborne. Got it. There's Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Yeah, the uh, the first dog you mix, you you uh, you meet. Say, listen, are we playing the same game? What mixing <laughs> dogs are we talking about here? <laughs> no, the, 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 oh, I thought I thought the hidden dog breedings uh mini game. Yeah, yeah are you playing pets? Uh, are you playing Ruby Scooby Pets or something like that? Ruby <laughs> Scooby like... Pets. That's... I was wondering why I was able to play it on on my 3DS. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> He opens Bloodborne and it's just like a pet simulator. And no, Rao's actually playing there. Nintendogs. Like, that's <laughs> it's just straight up Nintendogs. My Little Eldritch Horror, what is this? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... I also, actually, right before the show started, I was over at a friend's place. And we were playing, he just got the DC Hero deck building game. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fun. I... I I know, I was like almost, uh, do I really want to go do the show right ah, now? Ah, yes you do. And I thought, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, it's 8.30, I should start heading home now. Just one more card game, or one more play. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, it takes a while to get, not, not a while, it just takes a couple of rounds of like, okay, I can do this, and like, wow, that card is really OP. Yeah. Like Deathstroke, he, he he can pretty much just any hero and villain that's on the board. Mine. Mine. <laughs> Mine. Yeah, and Supergirl, Mine. you play her. She has no special abilities except for get a plus two kick card. And she then, punches then, Green Breast Envy. Green Breast Envy? Is yeah. that what he said? No, Supreme. Oh. Bre oh, <laughs> Breast Envy, yes. I'm going to say, no, Supergirl's the one with the little boobs. Exactly. Yeah. Power Girl is the other one. Yes. Character becomes enraged anytime Power Girl is on the field. 
Alright, um, other than that, I've just been taking care of my back, and that's... Yeah, this is what happens when you get old, Dale. Yeah, right? It's the back cast. The back cast. No, my upper back. My upper back is a nightmare. That's what I mostly work on. So I do lots of yoga and uh, exercise. Just gonna yeah, get out of back ups. We can always yeah, go I... through the back catalog. It's fine. One thing that helped me, and like now we're like triaging sleep issues, but one thing that helped me is like, ditching my pillow when I sleep on my back. Mm. Um, so like, kind of the rule, the rule is to kind of get your ears above over your shoulder. And so like if you're really close when you're sleeping uh, on your back, that doesn't help. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. That those are. That's my hot my hot tip for a good night's sleep. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, what have you been doing, Josh? Oh, a lot of work. Way too much work. Oh. Uh, and not not fun work either. Just grueling, ten hour days every day for five days straight. Well you, well, you gotta support the robots, right? Yeah, my 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 plastic crack addiction does not come cheap, unfortunately. <laughs> Everybody um, has their thing. Mine's cardboard. Yours is plastic. Indeed. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I have been horribly engrossed in a uh, a little little game I found on Steam called Hob. I, is this the uh, one from last week? week? Yeah, uh, I actually. Uh, one working. of my coworkers. One of my coworkers worked on that game. Oh, really? Nice. Tell him thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or her. I will when he's back from vacation. You earned it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's a gr- it's a great game, especially if you like uh, Zelda E, slightly Metroidvania style games. It's absolutely beautiful. Like even on the lower graphic settings, it still looks great. Code is a little sketch sometimes, but they have the option to patch that. So it's just the usual, you know, Blizzard type things where you can clip through a wall and get yourself stuck in an object, that kind of thing. Because that's always fun. But other than that, it's it's, it's a really great, enjoyable game, and it's it's particularly good because outside of you know menus where you absolutely need to have it, there's no text whatsoever in the game. It's completely dialogueless. Everything yeah, is. I like games like that. Everything is told to you through emoting and action and tone and music, mm. and it's. It's really interesting how much the game can convey without a single spoken word. Yeah, but how many things can you shove your fist into to get its superpowers? I'm sorry? How many things can you shove your fist into to give it superpowers? Three. (laughs) Has anyone anyone played Dropsy? Where it's the same way there's no spoken or written dialogue. It's all icons. So you kind of like you're like a scary clown with no hands, and Ugh. your the purpose, the purpose of the game is to make everyone love you. It's really, really great. I swear to God, <laughs> it might be the best uh, point-and-click adventure game ever made. Actually, clown with no hands. Uh, um, it's the same guy that made that. It's the same guy that made that hypnosis-based uh, outlaw game that I was talking about before the show started. Jaythol and um, yeah, drops the tea. Highly, highly recommend it. You can get it super cheap most of, most of the time because not a huge market for scary clown games about... Yeah, most um, people try to avoid those like the plague. <laughs> I wonder why. Not, it's, not, it's not a horror. 
it's not a horror game. The game is about um, empathy, and Dropsy, uh, his only goal is to make friends, but he's a scary clown, so everyone hates him. As well, uh, they should. You go around solving these. No. You go around solving these puzzles for pe- people, and then they he you know he makes friends by by helping them, even even when they hate him. It's a really beautiful game. Like definitely made me tear up a few times. It's, it's great. Oh, oh, indeed. It's a really sweet, awesome game, and I'll post the link here. There you go. Um, hey, great, hug great. venture. Yeah. <laughs> But he's got no arms. But he's got no arms. He's got a he's got a hand. He's got arms. But oh, so he's got stumps. Everyone, everyone thinks. Yeah. So Dropsy, um, he used to live at the circus. He lives at the circus. But one day there was some tragic accident, which is his mother died, and everyone thinks that he killed his mother. So he's got like the backstory. He's got the backstory of like a murder file, even though he didn't do anything. Um. Really? Oh, I don't know what that noise in the background was. Even the cat's got a hot take on Dropsy. Right? She, she doesn't meow like this. Aww. I'm worried about her. Aww. I think she's tired of me trying to like pet her. I think she just wants to lie down. <laughs> Leave me on in the peace. <laughs> but uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, there is another game I have yet to play. Uh, something about giant fighting robots. I may need to spend extra money on it. Um, hmm. Yeah, CJ wouldn't be interested. No. Uh, no, huh. But I also need to run out and pick up the Battle Chasers game. Because I've been super excited for that one. I need to uh, buy uh, Shadows of War tomorrow. That's my game that I'm picking up this week. Ugh. Since I have not gotten a confirmation from somebody about giant fighting robots yet, I have already invested my time and money into uh, Shadows of War. No problem. I, I mean, I understand. I mean, who would want to play with giant robots? I mean, no, yeah. Who would, who would want to do that? No, like I said, I would not buy it unless I got confirmation. I never got confirmation. So, thusly, I want to go stab orcs. <laughs> okay. Can't, can't, can't blame you. <laughs> make sure you, stab, make sure you stab the right orc. That's and, buy, and buy the DLC for that guy's cancer fund. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Their executive producer died of cancer no. in production. Yeah, and it's so there insane. is a DLC character that is a uh, dedication to him, and yeah. the proceeds to it go to his family. Yeah, uh, that's that is one thousand. I read about that. That is one thousand percent worth it. I'm not normally a bought DLC like paid DLC kind of person, but I read about that, and that that is an instant buy for me. So it was like controversial. Uh, I'm guessing you guys maybe read some of the stuff about this DLC. That was kind of weird because everything I, I'm hearing about it sounds like it was on the level, but I don't know. I guess I don't have too many feelings on that game. I have, I I have a lot of... Really I like Shadows of Mordor was one of my favorite games the year that it came out, and I still pl- I played it through it again on my PS4 because this the Shadows of War was coming out, and I am a huge like stealth fan like assassin's creed is right up my alley and stuff like that so um oh yeah shadow I, I, mordor takes all that yep shadow mordor takes all that crappy assassin's creed nonsense and like fixes pretty much every single aspect of it yep uh, <laughs> like, like i like i hate the climbing in assassin's creed i hate the combat and the story is can be fun sometimes uh 
but don't you recognize me? It's a me, Mario. Um, but the core gameplay of Shadow Mordor is so good. It's a shame yeah. they're, cramming, it's a shame they're cramming all these loot boxes in there and stuff. Yeah, that's that one's a bit. I'm a bit upset about, but I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be personally doing it. So voting with my wallet. I mean, if it gets some money enough to be able to put out a third game, sure, whatever. <laughs> no skin off my butt. Uh, yeah, I've got I so really... little time to play. I only really hate loot box kind of things when it's, like, game impacting. Like, when it's cosmetic stuff, loot boxes are a fine concept, but when yeah, it these are being, like, I in-game think... stats and things like that, it's like, mm-mm. Yeah, I think these actually can give you in-game stats. That is not the way you microtransaction, folks. Dude. <clears throat> uh, Shadows of War loot boxes. All right, I think that's everybody. This so we are going to take a quick break, let everybody do their thing, and we will be right back after these short messages to speak with Philip a little bit more about battle sloths and other things. Uh, during the break, you uh, for our podcast listeners, you will hear some ads. If you want an ad-free experience, tune in live Thursdays, 10 p.m. at twitch.tv slash Uh But other than that, we are going to hear, because I finally got I finally got through to him to talk to me, Uh <laughs> We are going to speak to the. We are going to listen to the amazing, amazing Chase Holfelder, his uh, X's and O's cover in minor key, making it all sorts of haunting and glorious. We'll be right Have back. Hearing things in minor key. <laughs> Let's 
several mountains and sailing overseas. And one, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. They always wanna come, but they never wanna leave my exes. All right, all right. That was Chase Holfeather's cover of X's and O's. Good boy. Love that guy's voice. I'm so glad he finally gave us permission to use this stuff. Hey, you There's some stuff going on. <laughs> there is some, some stuff going on at the door. Um, so great. Let's uh, yeah. What about doing now? <laughs> well, I'm waiting for everybody's video to show back up. But in the meantime, I'm gonna go ahead and hit a button here. Yes, indeed. This is Geek Out Seven, where we take a topic and uh, gently and softly lull it till it's beaten and dead into the ground. This week is Battles Lost, a game that I was not absolutely at all playing just a few moments ago. Uh, right, well, that's the that's we love it when people play our game. <laughs> it is a really, really good game. Um, I am not usually the hugest fan of twin suck shooters. I am have the coordination of a uh, small child usually, um, and I'm not very good. It's great. We made it for small children. Yay. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the backstory of the battle sloths. Um, so basically it started as a game jam. I was kind of, uh, working for this game studio in North Carolina and I, I was having, I was having at the time some health problems and it was affecting my, my ability to work as a programmer and kind of as a result, um, it kind of started becoming like a situation where like it was time for me to go basically. Like I had like been given these tests to see if I can like function as a programmer and it wasn't really panning out. But then there was this uh, game jam. And so I begged them to let me stay for the game jam because these guys are ready to get rid of me. So like um, I said, let me stick around for the game jam. And uh, I basically asked a few of my friends to uh, kind of let me be creative director um, so my job at this company was to be a user interface programmer. So I'm not a gameplay programmer. Um, and if you check my history before Battlesoft, there's not really any games to my name. I've worked on AAA titles. So I worked on UI for bigger games. So, um, I didn't have any student projects or demos or any, anything like that. So this game jam popped up. I asked people to let me lead and they agreed. Uh, we had two artists. Um, well, no, one artist, we had Sebastian Leonard, and then three programmers. It was myself, 
um, and also uh, Brian Leibscher, and then um, John Ulrich. Then we had a friend who did some sound for us too. But in a nutshell, like I had pitched like kind of like a passion project idea that was kind of like about um, like kind of like a rock and roll musician who would travel to dimensions and fight aliens. Um, so like a double life sort of thing. And decided to get a whole lot of excitement around it. Um, there was kind of like a quick yes on session. They were joking that we wanted to add sloths and pizza to the game. I was like, okay. So I tried to bowl the sloths and pizza on this like rock and roll <laughs> musician game. Um, but that idea wasn't really panning out. So I just tossed out the whole idea and started over. I didn't really know what we were going to make. But, um, you know, I was kind of just played uh, Samurai Gun and Hotline Miami. Um, also a huge, huge fan of Geometry Wars. So it yeah. kind of made me think like, well, why isn't there like a party game that is one hit kills and it's a twin stick shooter? And then it was kind of thinking like, well, why didn't I just use the sloths and it would speak, we'll call it battle sloths. It's about sloths that fight. And when they die, they drop pizza. And that was it. <laughs> um, hey man, so sometimes inspiration's it. funny like that. I uh, yeah, was, no uh, kidding. But I laughed at the idea. I was in my room laughing at the idea for like five minutes. I was like, I got to make this. And so I made a document. I made a, a design document for my team. And it was like literally two pages. And one of them was just pictures of sloths uh, that I found on Google. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it was not really a whole lot to it. It's just like twin stick shooter, when it kills, machine guns, shotguns, rocket launchers, crap like that. And they drop pizza and you have to take it back to your base. And when you get killed, you uh, it's when it kills, but you drop all your pizza, kind of like Sonic Hedgehog, just kind of like spill over the place. Um, and that's how Battle Sauce was born. It was just in that game jam that we did in like four days. Um, and then after that, the team kind of, um, like I, I unfortunately was let go from my job like a week after that. Um, that was enough to save my career there, fortunately. So, um, you know, I was unemployed for uh, six, eight months, something like that, and spent a lot of that time working on my health, like jogging and, and you know, uh, doing like uh, physical therapy and yoga and kind of getting my, my life back together. Um, but I had kind of given up on being in games, actually. Like, I wasn't really like, like North Carolina is a very small game dev scene. There wasn't really a whole lot of places for me to go there. So I started studying web development. I was just at home, like learning how to make websites and stuff. And then also picking up battle slots on the side because I was like, to put this game out because there's not really a whole lot of um, stuff I need to do to finish it. Um, so kind of in the midst of that, I kind of ended up catching up with my old, uh, my old friend, Randy Greenback. He was, he was an independent producer. And he's like, I like this game. And then he basically had set it up so that we got the humble original uh, deal and they threw a little bit of money at us. And I used that to secure some talent to kind of help me finish it. And then we just kind of crunched in it for like a month and then um, put out battle slots as a humble original in March. Um, and it was like kind of like an early version of the game, but uh, it was like, the same time that we signed the Humble Bundle deal was like almost the same day that I had signed a contract to come work in Austin for this company called Maxplay making a game dev engine. 
they were making a game engine and they wanted like a UI programmer. And so I was broke. And so I just took the first job I was offered. I <laughs> nice. came to Austin. Ow. Um, but I discovered pretty quick that uh, I was extremely fortunate because uh, I really, really love Austin, Texas. And um, it's been an ext extremely supportive, uh, independent, creative scene. Um, and I just you know, found way more support here than I ever thought I would in my entire life. So it was the, the right, it was the right place for me to come for sure. Yeah. Um, then after Humble Bundle, uh, I was just showing the game in bars. I was sharing this one bar called the North Door where they have this monthly event called Wagers Rancheros and it's like an indie dev meetup. Um, so I set up the game there and that's where Rooster Teeth found us. Wow. So um, they decided they wanted they wanted to get involved and sign the game, um, and then like uh, about a year later, we finally put out Battle Sauce 2025 that had like online support and over a thousand hats, all sorts of crazy crap. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking too much. Does anyone have any specific <laughs> questions? No, actually, no, I, on the way, you, you uh, go, you go, you go for it. But I, yeah, I, this is I fascinating. Just, <laughs> I just, I just realized I had my microphone muted for the last twenty minutes. But anyway, apart from that, because I was eating pizza. Funnily enough, I know I shouldn't eat on the air, but I hadn't had anything to eat at all. Uh, so that was my. Well, that was one of my questions: is how does Rooster, Rooster Teeth find you? <laughs> that was that must have been a huge. A huge thing when when they when they found you. Um, yeah, so when we were at Wagers Rancheros, I was showing the game, and like we immediately had a huge response from at least like the indie dev scene. Like I didn't really know what to expect. You have to understand at this point, I had not had like a good night's sleep in like three years because my health was really bad, and I was also just finished crunching on an indie game. <laughs> and, like it was just like. All day every day I would have headaches. Like all day every day I'd have headaches, and I spent most of 2016 um, in a dentist chair, like twice a month. I was getting my teeth worked on. Uh, any number of like just crazy, just you know, stuff I was getting taken care of. Um, and so I was just exhausted. And there was this indie meetup, and so I just hauled out my computer from home. Um, set it up and got these four game pads out and I just kind of like, all right, here's Battle Sauce. <laughs> and uh, I just came out of nowhere in this dev scene because like, usually like, I guess there's like, some like student projects being worked on or like a, a, an indie game that's kind of being working out the kinks. But, uh, you know, we had come basically set up like just a game that was already completely done. And they were like, who the hell are you? Where'd you come from? And where did you go? People really like the where did game. You come from? Battle Sloth Joe. Battle yeah, Sloth yeah. Joe. I kind of just came up. I just basically like just came up from nowhere and had this game. Uh, just all of a sudden, it was in the, the uh, Austin death scene. Um, so that night, the very first night I showed the game, Case Donnellan from Rooster Teeth Games, who was their lead engineer on Ruby, he was like checking it out. And he was like, I think. Uh, we're thinking about publishing indie games, and we think that this is a good fit. Do you want to talk? And he gave me his card, and I didn't really know who Rooster Teeth was, so I just like left it on my desk for like two months. <laughs> like, wow! <laughs> I'm not trying to neg, to, to neg them or whatever, but I just I don't know. Like I wasn't 
I don't I don't follow their content. It's as simple as that, really. Yeah, that's um, fair. And uh, like I don't watch Let's Play. I don't watch Twitch streams. I you know I I, I like I like like um, editorial content like Super Bunny Hop and stuff like that. That's that's the kind of stuff I like to watch usually. Um, uh, CJ, but, you seem to have broken out in Kakamora. Yeah, well, it's a Floridian. But, uh, but basically, like when uh, they uh, so when they gave me the card, I didn't really know who they were. I was also burned out, and I didn't want to think about my our game for a long time. I just want to spend like <laughs> a month or two. I just want to spend like a month or two not, not thinking about it. And so I took a break, and then I eventually caught up with uh, Casey. We got like a burrito lunch at Chewy's. Uh, in Texas, if anyone's ever had that. No. Um, and that gave way to um, they basically gave us a free booth at their RTX convention. And I didn't really have any money, so like we spent all the money that we saved on checking out our, our booth with nice art. And then I, um, I had gotten some help from friends in town. Like uh, my friend Courtney and Andy, they kind of helped at the booth and we printed out a few shirts and I, I brought a, a selfie stick, and so I was taking I was taking selfies of like people that came by and played the game, and we were doing this thing called we would do like it's called a sloppy, where you would put your claws up, and I would get the, I would get the selfie stick out, and we would take a picture and put it on social media later. Oh, that's adorable. And so, like, we kicked the tons of ass at this event. Um, we we had a really great party game, and we showed really well at RTX and. Like a week after that event, they were wanting to get into talks about publishing us, and as a result, we ended up being like their first indie game published under the Rooster Teeth Games brand. So it's pretty exciting. Um, we got to go to a lot of cool conventions because of them, like New York Comic Con, PAX West, PAX South, um, and RTX 2017. But unfortunately, not RTX London at the moment. Um, but uh, and then we got DreamHack coming up, but that's Invisible Collective that set that all up. They're, they're still supporting us a little bit, but like we're the ones that got that booth. Wow. Um, and we're trying to get a Mac. We're trying to get a Mac fast, but we we don't know if we've been selected yet. They're doing the judging right now. <laughs> um, so they're pretty. They made a little cartoon for us. Um, geez, I can, I didn't even talk about the Michael Kim tracks. I got so much crap to talk about in this game. Yeah, it, this this seems. Uh, like, what do you guys want to hear about next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how how did you guys and uh, Michael Kill meet up? Um, yeah, it's funny because every time Michael Kill tells the story, it's different. But I know, I know, like, I, got, <laughs> I, I know the real story. story. <laughs> uh, so, oh, um, uh, okay, so backtrack to when I was living in North Carolina. Remember I was talking about how I lost my job. I was studying to be a web developer. Um, I was also living in my friend's farmhouse out in Hillsboro. And she basically was like, look, I know you're having a hard time right now. Why don't you come live with us for a bit? And, you know, she charged me like $300 a month. And um, I stayed in her, a little farmhouse out there. And that included utilities. So I was just kind of like living yeah, really, steal. really cheap on Hillsboro, North Carolina. Yeah, that's a nice place, and um, you know, really good friends. For you know, she's a really great friend for letting me do that. Definitely. Um, and also, she was she wasn't a video game player, so like, 
she would just be like, she had no idea like what I was doing in my room. Like, <laughs> she would see me working. She didn't really have like a, because she's just kind of like a, she's just like a country girl, you know. She oh. she likes like country music. She likes uh, you know, going downtown for drinks and stuff like that. She didn't really know the game world. If I would put a controller in her hand, she would just get kind of, get kind of confused and like put it down. What is, this weird vibrator? Yeah. what is this weird vibrator? What is this weird vibrator? Hey man, controllers have rumble uh, function but, for a reason. I, mm, but this is anyway. my, this my friend, uh, my friend Heather, who did me, did, did me a really great favor uh, by doing this. And I was working on this game, and my audience for the longest time was a bunch of my buddies. Um, after they would come, uh, after they would finish working at a restaurant, they would come over to our place to blow some steam out in the country. Um, they would come up to the farmhouse and get drunk, and and I would be like, "You guys want to try out my game?" <laughs> so like, I would fire up Madison, um, like, so you oh, use drunk fun. friends to uh, to test your your, yeah, yeah. your game. I wouldn't. Hey, I mean I resources. Yep. <laughs> some of them. Some of them were gamers. Some of them were like not, they were, I wouldn't call them like like serious indie gamer, indie game players or anything like that. They would like you know like Halo and crap like that. Um, but they all really liked it. And I, you know, I kind of I kind of keep as far as like my design sensibilities go. I I kind of have like an eyes up here rule with players. That means like I look at their faces here, they're having a good time, and not at their wallet. I don't really like anal- looking at analytics, so it's not fun for me to look at. Just a bunch of charts to see where money is coming from. Uh, maybe this is why my game is failing. But oh. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> problem with making any t- kind of content is you need to make the kind of content you want to make. Yeah. If it's something you're just doing for statistics or analytics or to to fill, you know, a necessity in a market, yeah. it's not going to be as good quality. When you're, you know, writing the stories you want to write, when you're, you know, making the music you want to make, when you're writing, when you're making a game that you want to play, that's when the good stuff comes out. Yeah, that's kind of why I drew a pretty hard line on DLC, and because like I don't like DLC, just kind of shrugged at it. Like I don't like DLC. I remember back in the day where I buy a game and that was it. So you you got the game. You didn't have to pay extra for the real ending. Yeah, but the thing is, like fucking ushers. But the thing is, like when I do th- when developers do things like that, and then there's some people that are used to it. They're like, "Why isn't this free to play?" And they're wanting to have some sort of way to play for free and then unlock stuff. And then I was just kind of like, "I don't know." Uh, I guess like I just had to follow my heart on the thing and just be like, "This is how I want the game to be, or how we want the game to be." Um, Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. So we have over a thousand hats that we put in the game. Like we cram tons of like unlockable content in, in the form of hats, but um, the hats okay. Awesome, I mean, it worked for tra- Team Fortress too. Jeez, I completely got off track. Uh, so yeah, about that's Michael, Michael Kill. I guess I'm living in Hillsboro, and Randy is saying like, "Hey, you gotta keep coming to these like these game developer meetups." And so I did. Um, they're like an hour away from me. So I had to go all the way out to Raleigh from Hillsboro. Yeah. And, drive all the way out there and one night I met Michael Kill and Michael is I would say he was wearing a quote unquote Michael Kill outfit where he had his like his shirt like the kind of pocket protector um and uh his name was spelled like his rapper name it wasn't he doesn't he didn't use his like standard name 
Um, and so, like, uh, he says, I do IT and I rap. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, Michael Kill doesn't look like a rapper. And I didn't really know the nerdcore scene, actually, because um, I just am a big indie rock kind of, like, I, that's the kind of my world of music. So, like, I don't really mess with nerdcore too much before then. Um, so it's almost like they found me <laughs> because, um, you know, basically when Michael and I met, um, after I got home, I messaged Randy immediately and I said, I'm really curious about your rapper friend because, like, I just want to know what, what it's like because, you know, it's not every day you meet, like, a, a person like that. And it definitely stoked my curiosity a lot. And so um, he sent me his band camp. I was like, not only was he a rapper, but he made, like, 10 records. Uh, and they were really good. And I was like kind of blown away, um, and I joked that we should have a rap song for Battle Sauce. And Randy was like, "Yeah, he'll do that," and he'll get all his like nerdcore friends on it too. And then all of a sudden, we're in the middle of like um, putting this like posse cut together, and it was a little bit at the dismay of some of my team because I was funneling like humble bundle money into this this like song. And I was just kind of thinking, like, I think it's going to be worth it for us to do this song. And, like, I know that this could be money that we are giving, we could, we could be taking for ourselves. But we need some promotional material, and I think we could have a really fun song. And we were just kind of off to the races with Michael. Um, and I was really demanding, actually. I think Michael would agree. Because, <laughs> like, I was, like, wanting, like, uh, the biggest song the biggest nerdcore song ever. Uh, I wanted like a nine minute posse cut. Nine minute posse cut, And Michael talked me down to like uh, a five minute song of six rappers instead of like as many rappers as you could possibly find. Um, so I ended up with Mega Ram, Michael Kill, Sulphur, Jesse Dangerously, Chesky, and Adam Warrock. It might be one of the last Adam Warrock tracks actually because he's retired now. Yeah, he is. Um, so... But basically, Michael and I set up like a G-Doc, and uh, I pumped in as many dumb ideas in there as I could think of. Just be like, look, I'm just going to throw these in there. You can do what you want with them. And one of them was this chorus ever called, if you're a three-toed sloth and you don't give a fuck, put your middle claw up in the air. And, <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Uh, and if you're a two-toed sloth and you don't give a fuck, wave your claws in the air. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, like, I think I get that track. Because it's absolutely worth listening to. Uh, I'll get the original one. Wait. There's... Okay. <laughs> um, Alright. Sorry. No, no worries. I just wanted to make sure that we had that song in there. Um, so you can post that in chat and yep. play it some other time, maybe. Um, right, so Michael had sent um some of these uh oh hey we got published oh sorry he's a friend of mine nice <laughs> yeah um so uh where was i at okay so michael was making these beats and the kind of demanding part was that i was rejecting some of the beats and it kind of got emotional and because i'm just like some idiot and that's living in the sticks right now and I'm trying to make this project like come together in a really cool way. 
and you know Michael was uh, taking it upon himself to help me out. But actually, at the time, he was also unemployed, so we're kind of just like two bugs in the road, just trying to survive, I guess. <laughs> um, but eventually, he sent me this like really cool bee, and then he also freestyled over it for me. And uh, when he said he was going to freestyle, I said, "I want to make sure you're freestyling for real." <laughs> so I get to pick the topic, and this is how demanding I was. So like, he's like, "Very well." And so I kind of looked around my desk, and I picked this box of Altoids, and I shake it, like, remember about these Altoids, Michael? And surely enough, he did, like, 16 bars about about Altoids, and then I went into the chorus. And when I heard the chorus, he had done the if you were three to yourself, and, you, and you, you don't give a fuck what you buzz in the air. I was, lost my mind, and I was just, like, uh, just like laughing on my bed because um, I couldn't believe, like, that he had actually used, like, this dumb idea that I popped in. Um, so you, what you're saying is his skills were dangerously fresh. Hey, yeah, he was. Yeah, Michael kills fucking fresh as shit. He's really great. He uh, really is. He really is. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just I mean, honestly, I got so much ridiculous love from the nerdcore community, and I, I'm very humbled, and I don't feel worthy worthy of it at times. Um, you know, like when South by Southwest came up, that he got Randy and I artist badges and we were able to kind of like just go wherever we want and like he brought us up on stage to like do tracks with uh with him and sulfur we were just kind of hype men for them on some of their songs um and like the nerdcore set they treat randy and i like we're rock stars or something like it's i don't know they're just such amazing beautiful people um and i kind of gave way to other tracks too where we eventually did a, a, a follow-up called Protect Your Neck, which is dropping soon. And this one has um, this one has Tribe One, Michael Kill, Sulphur a second time, and uh, Dolcor. The fucking Dolcor is awesome. So yeah. I'm really, really excited for people to hear the full version of this track. They did a really, really great job. But we used that for the cartoon uh, trailer. Um, but yeah, this has just been a really like kind of cozy relationship and you know lots of love from the nerdcore set when classic games fest came to town um there was mega ran and the npc collective and so i got a pass from them to just come hang out that's sam yes i met samus who's part of the npc collective Are you all familiar with samus the rapper no i'm not oh damn she's amazing let me post her um she's a She's a female rapper, and he was taking on Samus as her as her persona. Um, and uh, yeah, her stuff is really, 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 really good. Just as long as she stays away from other M. <laughs> she, she she did do one called Another M. Another M. <laughs> there you go. And it actually might have yeah, it has some of the best songs on it actually. So I post that one too. Well, hey, um, you know, there's got to be a parallel somewhere. <laughs> but uh, she. He's amazing, amazingly talented, and uh, hopefully up and coming in the in regular indie rap scene. Um, so I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Uh, so when I met her, I was kind of a little bit shy, but she's like, hey, "Hey, how you doing?" And I was wearing my battle soft shirt. I was like, "Oh, I'm just kind of hanging out. Um, thanks for like, yeah, thanks y'all for letting me have a pass." And I was just kind of saying how it's like, "Oh, it's nice to not be working at a convention for once." And she's like, "What are you usually doing?" And I was like, well, I'm usually showing battle slaps and these things. 
And she's like, oh, really? You should go get it and set it up at a merch table. I was like, oh, <laughs> now I'm working. Damn it, I'm working. But I was, I was, I'll do anything Sam says because she's amazing. Right. So, like, I went home and I grabbed all my gear. And I was like, they set me up right next to all the, the artists. So, I don't know. It was really beautiful. Um, yeah, really just great, 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 like, artists. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to support them the best I can and try to find ways to collaborate with them. Um, hopefully we have a, a third track. I have some ideas of what I want to do, but I haven't actually reached out to any artists yet. So, okay. um I want to do a pop song. Actually, I might as well just say it here because I don't think they would ever hear about it. But I like this group called Crunkwitch. Crunkwitch. Uh, they're like a. They're like a, a just like a pop. Uh, they're like a nerd pop duo. Um, that's like a husband and wife. Um, but they're they're really really fun and they kind of blow me away every time I see them. So I'd like for them to do like a, a pop song for us if possible. So hopefully I'm going to be talking to them soon because I should see them in Colorado. Oh, I'm just running my mouth now. No, no, that's uh, fine. No, it's fascinating. No, no, seriously. Like people just pay attention to like when games come out and whether or not they're good, bad, hardest Dark Souls, whatever. Uh-huh. But like nobody ever really stops to think too much about the actual back end, you know, the, the, the behind the curtain. And so the fact that, you know, this game almost didn't get made. It was a lot of hard work and it was, a, it was honestly kind of a painful experience at times because it was just takes took so much of me. Like standing here at this desk is like a negative place for me because it's just all those hours and hours and hours just like. The, ne- the negative outside. energy invested into the space. Yeah, no, I, energy, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm here. I'm trying to build this as a small business myself. So it's like it, it's, it is, it can be heartening and disheartening at the same time. Hearing a person going through a very similar situation as to what I go through here on like the game dev space. <laughs> like, well, and the thing is, like, when I have positive experiences here, like when I'm doing stuff like this, I'm like, all oh, right. This yeah. is like my battle station. Back in, you know? back yeah. into the groove. But right. it was just so many nights where I was just working here by myself, and um, you know, uh, kind of hoping that the game would work out. And you know, we still believe in it. We're still going to work on it. You know, obviously, I'm talking about doing another track, even though the game isn't really making enough money to even support that idea. Um, but I still want to do it because I think it'd be fun. I think that the artists that we were involved with would probably do it. And you touched um, on this before, like it, you're doing it more so for the passion of it, less so the numbers and yes. that sort of stuff. Um, part of it is kind of momentum too, yeah. because I believe that if we put enough positive energy into the project, then people will be like, oh, this is a fun game and try to get people talking about it and, and getting hands on with it. It's kind of a, a weird situation though, because Battle Slavs is looks really cute and dumb uh, on the surface. But the actual core gameplay gets like pretty twitch and hardcore. Um, like if you are not dodge rolling in that game, you are not like you're you know, playing it wrong. You're playing it yeah, wrong. They're not, really, they're not really able to keep up with like a, a real battle sauce player, so to speak. <laughs> um, then, then there's like the hoverboard and, and crap like that. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a hoverboard that's so there, good. There's a hoverboard. There's, gosh, I sent you. I sent you a thing for this game. Yeah, yeah. The hoverboard's good. I also. <laughs> 
Furballs. <coughs> hey, story around the uh, hoverboard. Yeah, if I could, I could tell it real quick. That was during the game. Yeah. It so, took me like four games before I realized what the hoverboard button did. <laughs> it's just like a run button. But, uh, I'm really shitty at these games. I never <laughs> did it. Uh, well, we're not doing a good job at like training. I wanted to put like hoverboard racing in the game. That's kind of like that. Oh, I got voted down on it, but that would be awesome. I could still probably work that in. That's kind of like a challenge. Summer. That's a challenge. But, yeah. Anyway, so when we were doing a game jam, because Ryan Leapshire, he said I want to put like roller skates in the game. And I was like roller skates, and so. I've been I've been endowed as the creative director. I asked for this role, um, and they agreed. And so my job is to keep was to keep things moving along and to make high level decisions. And I was also more or less the lead engineer. Um, so when he said he wanted to do like this roller skates thing, I was just kind of like, okay, because I wasn't paying him. It was a game jam, so I wanted to see what he was going to come up with. And um, he started doing it, and uh, we didn't give the sloths roller skates, but we gave them a skateboard, and it was like really slippy slidey, because um, the the way the movement works in battle sloths is that it's actually they're actually just like floating in space, and they have lots of air drag, yeah. and so this is why the movement is kind of like when the hoverboard go, gets turned on, it's like really glidey, because they're actually just kind of like they're just kind of zero gravity kind of an empty space friction um, what friction yeah like i didn't i didn't know what i was doing when i made this game <laughs> um but when we, we we got hands off with the skateboard i was like this feels more like a hoverboard and then like all of us just kind of had our had our moment because we we're like hoverboard, hoverboard. <laughs> and so like sebastian made like three or four hoverboards and it's actually the same hoverboard arts in the game today i think i don't think we ever did any revisions for it but if you look really, 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 really closely, because it's like tiny pixel art, it's supposed to be evocative of the Back to the Future hoverboards. Well, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was just like a nice, uh, nice story about kind of a one of our developers kind of just exploring an idea, and then it just kind of like became evolving. Something, yeah, something really exciting. Um, the other, the other things in the game that were like. I, you know, I had to kind of fight for to get in like dodge rolls because I thought it would make the game deeper, and I was right. But it was a risk because you, you mess with the mojo anytime you add a big feature like that. Yeah, um, it kind of messes with well, could mess with the the flow of the. Yeah, we also had weapons like the BFSG, which is supposed to be a spoof of the BFG from Doom, mm-hmm. which is kind of ironic. They ended up working on Doom later, but the BFSG <laughs> it's the big way. fucking slogan. It's like a slow-moving projectile, so you shoot it, and it's just this giant orb of death, and it's kind of like airy. It's meant to be like airy denial weapon, but you yeah. can like blast. You can blast that off, and then kind of you could pick up another weapon and kind of go around the other side if you want to. Um, but that was an exciting weapon to do. And let's uh, be fair: who doesn't love a BFSG? Right. I, everyone, uh, everyone seems to dig it. That one was fun to do. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Me that being super blind and really bad at shooting from afar, I just grab the. I just usually grab the broadsword or the uh, laser sword and just go <laughs> melee. I just go all ham on melee. It's just like I get mixed. I get mixed reviews of the melee weapons. I, think people I love are the like, melee weapons. You know, They're so good. 
Yeah, there's people that dig, really dig them or they don't like them. My my personal favorite might be just the standard machine gun or yeah. uh, the shotgun. The shotgun. Yeah, shot, shotgun uh, is my range of choice. Like, uh, th- th- if I'm if I'm picking up a gun, I'm going for the shotgun first. But usually, I go to the melee because I'm like, I well, one until I can get a better controller, I'm using this clunky thing, uh, the steam controller. That clunky thing. Oh lord, that, that clunky and, thing. Uh, but the thing is, all right, so on the Steam controller, it's fine. Like, the buttons are fine and everything like that. But the issue is the right stick is a mouse pad. Like, yeah, so no. it's... Well, we have it. Yeah, we have it set up. I think we have it set up now so that if you... Well, you must have played it, like, earlier today. So I thought we had yeah. set up so that it would treat it like an analog. It does. It still treats it like an analog, but no, it's not. It's not the game. It's the controller. It, the issue is, it's super like slidey and everything like that, and you can't really reduce the latency of it at all to make it actually feel like an analog stick. It still feels like a mouse pad. And you should, uh, uh, I hate to like say it, but Papa Schmo, he might have seen the original original game jam. Uh, our friend Papa Schmo in chat, uh, aka Austin. Austin, were you there at the, the game jam at Red, at Red Store where we very the very first time we showed this off? Because um, that was kind of like a weird lead up. And uh, I, I will tell the story and then Papa Smoke can just say yes, I guess. I totally <laughs> did. It did. It, 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 so we didn't tell people what the game was. We kind of tried to shroud it in mystery. Like, we weren't like. Because that's just a marketing one-on-one. You want to like shout things in history a little bit. And as like the pretend creative director, I exercise that uh, insight. So um, we made all these posters that said "Slow Life." The code name of the game was "Slow Life," and there were these cute sloths like in the poster. And if we were introducing the sloths. We had like um, "Hang Time," uh, "Slow Pace Killer." That was one of the slop, my favorite slop names. <laughs> Slovo Baggins and Sir Sleeps Alive. And then we also had a, a slice of pizza as one of the posters. And we just plastered the studio with these posters. I said, Slow Life, Slow Life. Everyone was like, what the fuck is that game? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when, we, when we showed it, when we showed it, uh, the very first, we actually made a trailer too. And uh, it was just like, it was like a bunch of pizza. It was like a slop exploded into a bunch of pizza. And then a text popped up and said, for every slop that dies, one slice of pizza. And then like that was like the trailer we made to explain the game. And I turned to my friend Andy that made it. And I was like, that didn't explain shit, Andy. Oh. Kind of like, <laughs> oh. I, was, I, was, I was teasing him. He knew that he was making something that was kind of ridiculous. Um, but we, we had tons of like the we had tons of this marketing stuff that kind of like stirred the mystery, and then that even carried on into the very first showing of the game because when you booted up Battle Sloths, it would say Slow Life, and it meant a bunch of sloths like sitting peacefully on a hill, and you could pick your hat, and it had like this really peaceful music. I think we had stolen it from uh, Animal Crossing or something like that. We had stolen tons. Like we had, <laughs> we had stolen. Well, for the purposes of the game jam, we just stole a bunch of like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, was this peaceful music? And then when everyone pressed start, the color would invert. It was like a gray green like background, and then it was like red hellscape. Like the bush turned into a pile of skulls, 
the Slavs like had guns appear in your hands and they're just shooting into the air like crazy people and then it just like battle Slavs and then it goes straight into the game. It was I don't know, maybe the defining moment of my life was uh the reaction that we got from people when we when we did that. Jeez. Um, that is fantastic. So that was that was a great that was an awesome game jam. We we did a really good job. Um they said, yeah, what's it, Austin says, yeah, sloths were anything but slow and sweet. It was unexpectedly awesome and caught everyone off guard. The fact that the game was really good made it instantly, it made an instant hit. You can't understate the hats, though. It's true. Dine on I just snuck the hats in. I didn't, <laughs> tell my team. The game. I didn't tell my team that the hats were in the game. I oh. uh, woke up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning and, like, then made a bunch of programmer art and put the hats in the game. And then when we did our morning play test, I was just like, we got hats now. <laughs> <laughs> BT Dubs, hats are included. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, our artists replaced all my programmer art with, with better hats, and that was kind of how that went. Um, let's see, what else happened in that game jam? That was a really interesting time in my life. It really was. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? Uh, well, uh, sorry, go on, Cedar. No, good. Um, I, I was, I was uh, more thinking of. So, what's, what's going to be next for, for battle slots? When... So, I want to do um, a single player update, and I'm a huge fan of Geometry Wars. So I think it's going to be some sort of like score chasing leaderboard sort of situation, um, and we haven't really. I've been like working on kind of like the the backbone of what this feature is going to be. So uh, you know, um, I think it's we're not really quite ready to talk about it yet, but it's probably going to be a lot of like we're going to make some small new enemy types. Um, but it's going to be a lot of the core, same core gameplay. Um, it'll probably be like waves. I don't really know, like, because, like, I have a day job now, so it's kind of hard to invest a lot of personal time into, like, a really significant single-player update. Like, I wanted to do, like, a, I wanted to do, like, kind of, like, um, like a dungeon sort of thing. Hmm. Like, Schmitzy, horde mode, horde mode. Horde mode. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's basically what we're going to end up doing, probably, is horde mode, because trying to do something like, I wanted to do something like Smash TV, but it's just too much too much uh, oh, commitment. Smash TV. Yes. I wanted to do, I wanted to do like, something like that. And it's po- I mean, it's possible if the game takes off and I can be independent, um, that that could be something that we do. But for now, it's kind of like we're going to do something a bit within our, our limits as uh, the, you know, creators because uh, you know, it would be a huge commitment to try to do something bigger than Horde mode. Uh, and I think that there's a... I want to... I'm just. I think that we're gonna do a third song. I gotta figure out like who it's gonna be and how much it's gonna cost, and like that. But um, I'm gonna be talking to some artists uh, over the next few weeks and see if um, they're up for it. And then finally, I guess the burning question is like, are we gonna take this game to Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PlayStation? And I want to do that. 
I would play to... the ever living hell out of this game on PS4. By the way, like uh, on Switch to... would be great too. I mean, Switch would, would be real good. I'm trying to figure out how to do it because, um, like, I'm I'm just in like a home office. This is where you know this is where I'd be doing it. Um, so we might be able to work out some deals where we can get that going with some code dev partners, perhaps. But it's kind of really, really early. We don't really know how we're going to do it yet. Um, and then we, our game also features online play. And like those features take a long time to um, like get working on like oh, turning online. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like if, if we just took like all the local content and just throw it up on PlayStation, it would probably only take like a month or two. Um, but if we tried to get the online services working too, then that's like, it's just getting through like the certification process alone just takes a, big, a long time to do. Um, so it is something that everyone involved in the project wants to see happen. We're just trying to figure out how we're going to do it. Like because, a timeline and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, uh, it's like, I don't like going and money, you know? Yeah, By the way, uh, Philip, after, after the show, um, Remind me, I have a couple artists that I can hook you. I can introduce you to. Okay, great. That'd be awesome. Um, and yeah, just kind of blast out talking about the game. I don't know. That's that's yeah. the thing. We we're trying to get visibility, and um, we're just we're just too small. And I'm not really like a big like. I think people like, is, uh, going going crazy. Please, <laughs> please local co-op. Yeah. Local co-op. There you go. <laughs> no, I really have like a uh, what is it? Uh, logistics gain in, in, in the way of game development. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, you can't play locally against bots. It's just not, like, it's just not, like, a really fleshed out experience. You can play with bots, um, but he's probably won something like I won, because I won, I won something like Smash TV or Gauntlet or some sort of... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, couch co-op is so rare these days that... Well, our game does couch co-op. We do couch multiplayer. We do online multiplayer. It's all the same experience, too. Um, now, if you have, like, bad internet, it can be a little choppy. But, you know, we also made a few concessions for online play that are pretty interesting. Um, there's a lot of... There's games like this aren't online, usually, because the, uh, the uh, frame rate and... Uh, the latency have become a huge issue. And it's kind of interesting how we ended up working around it because, um, so in regular multiplayer, or in regular local play, when a bullet hits a slot, the bullet stops and does like its reaction. Huh. And online play, the bullet passes through, it kills the slot and passes through. So this means that in, in local games, the first bullet will stop right there but in online play, the same bullet can kill multiple slops. And because of this rule, we have a few frames where we can it can just look weird. Uh, and because bullets pass through, it feels... And, and we also like do all the uh, resolution of death on the client. So if you're doing a dodge roll, if you, basically if you see yourself, you have to see yourself get hit to die. And yeah. then we kind of err on the side of the client because... I mean, it's a fast-paced online game, so like, uh, I guess we just like had to figure out who we want to piss off more. It's <laughs> 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 just the name of the game with with uh, online development. 
Um, so, yeah, it's just oh. it was just kind of one. I mean, it was amazing that we got this working at all, and we were hoping that it was going to help, but um, we're still like pretty low. We just need to kind of that's what we're trying to get the word out um, and do more podcasts like this and um, try to get more articles and reviews and. We, we usually get pretty positive reviews. We got two 8.5s from new sites, but uh-huh. just, you know, not, it's not really enough to get noticed yeah. or at least convince people to buy the game. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. All right. Yeah. Um, the struggle yes, is that's real. Life, I guess. Yeah, it, it happens. Um, so let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and wrap up here. We're heading on two hours. We so. are heading on two hours, but that was that was amazing to just kind of... yeah dig behind what happens i thoroughly enjoyed that uh, i mean i told you guys more of the real story than i usually do because at this point in my my career um like the boss that hired me he like knew all the stuff so it's like that's like i guess i felt like i had, didn't really have a whole lot left to hide um i guess i felt a little guarded about that time in my life because it was um yeah it was really painful and Kind of had to go, get, had to like transcend uh, a lot of stuff to kind of get this game out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, last thing I want is having that kind of thing get in the way of like finding a regular job. Yeah, so this guy, this guy knew all that stuff. He had talked to people in North Carolina and knew about that at the time of my life, and he was fine. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, you know. So it's kind of like I, I really, I'm really happy that I got to kind of like stand on my two feet with kind of my own merits and and kind of let, let some of those things be in the past and kind of uh, move forward as a developer. Uh, it's actually kind of ironic because when I was making Battleslavs, it was to save my career, and I guess it accomplished that. <laughs> it did that. Wow. Just uh, a, a little slower than you anticipated. Well, <laughs> well I mean, yeah. It's like after I made it, I lost my job, and then I thought maybe it would make make it so I could be an independent developer. But then it ended up getting me a job at another place that, you know, takes good care of me. So I'm happy. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Yeah. So uh, where can people find you at on the internet? Um, so on Twitter, um, my name is Invisible Thrill, which is like, instead of Phil, I, I say Thrill. And because our studio is called Invisible Collective, and if you guys are comic book nerds, it's possible you might actually are familiar with the comic that inspires this, our company's name, uh, called The Invisibles. Graham Morrison's The Invisibles. Oh yeah, yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so like uh, in the comic book, a lot of the characters wear these white buttons. Um, so the Invisible Collective's uh, symbol is a white circle. We kind of stole that, hoping the kind of prime. Uh, the company. It's kind of weird that I, I was so inspired by this comic and that I made a game about murder sloths. <laughs> I got I, I was maybe hoping to you know, maybe like uh, create something a bit more. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Something like less goofy and more uh, more serious. Like I don't know. I don't. I really know what the heck I'm going to do next. I got a few ideas I'm kicking around. Fair enough. But I'm on Battlesofts for probably the next, like, six to eight months at least. 
Oh, right. Uh, if you want to listen to us, you can do so live Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, Fridays at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash geekio show. If you want to give us an email, if you want to get a hold of us, you can at geekioshowgmail.com, Twitter, Facebook, uh, both slash geekio show, pretty much anywhere that is social. You can do so at geek slash geekio show. If you want to give us a call, you can do so on our geek hotline, 727 489 4335. That is 727 489 geek. And remember, you can support this stream and everything that we do on the Geek.io network over at patreon.com slash Geek.io. Do it. Hey, Josh. Yes, sir. What do we got going on next week? Next week on the Geek.io show. As far as we know, it's a normal show with a little bit of Dale's game show jacket in it. Yeah. Yeah. Got stuff planned for the weekend after that, which will be a Halloween-type rant review. Don't know which one yet. i got to talk to the people on Slack about that one. <laughs> or the Halloween idea that no one is not recorded anyway for, for good nope. reason. That We might do that, actually. I'm making, my own co- I'm making a costume for Halloween right now, actually. Nice. Is that what's in the box? <laughs> That's yeah, what's in the box. In the box. <laughs> in I'm the actually box. making a new character. I've been doing a lot of improv, so I wanted to do like a new character. I didn't really have any ideas for people I wanted to be or things I wanted to be. So I was going to make like an A-team style, like explosives expert, like someone who would be in like an 80s TV show. Nice. Right. Get jackets out of like, the half half smoke cigar <laughs> hanging out of their jaw. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to make these like glasses and black out one of the lenses and then make it like have like just like a scar, like an eye patch. Um, and then I'm gonna have like a little cigarillo and mm-hmm. it's like a holster with like a pistol, and he's gonna be like the the bomb explosives expert. There you go. I'm okay. excited about this costume. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like an awesome costume. Shut up! Shut up! What's your cool costume idea? I didn't hear no, it's good. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's like, it's I like it. An awesome costume. I wanted I wanted to make something special and new. You guys are just like, like mm-hmm. oh no! no, no. <laughs> I think I anyone that that does a custom their own character yeah no, like it's, yeah some some someone who just doesn't like oh i'm going to just do iron man this year again uh, <laughs> sexy that's, that's taco fun. Fun too. last year i was uh i was john mcclain um <laughs> and that was that went over really well because i had a receding hairline <laughs> oh <laughs> Like so did, did you go in the white beater, the pants, and the no shoes? <laughs> oh yeah, I had like, I had like, well, I didn't take my shoes off, but I did have like tons of like awesome fake blood and like kind of like grease, and um, I was like all over the shirt. And then I don't know, I was really proud of that costume. It looked pretty good. Okay. Um, Yippee motherfucker! <laughs> all right. So, you know what else is a really cool invention? No, not this. <laughs> Now it's time for the Geek.io Winter Movie Smackdown Update. How many weeks is this going to happen that I have to listen to myself do that bumper? Oh, but <laughs> Forever. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are officially in the game, you guys. Off, we are off and racing with the Geek.io Winter Movie Smackdown. And the bronies could not beat off Josh as he. Thank comes, God. Comes I, I bet on the ponies and I, and I had to sell them to the glue factory <laughs> just glue? to make my money back. What? Uh, 
with uh, Josh wrecking this weekend uh, with two out of three movies, Blade Runner 2049 and The Mountain Between Us. Raul starts out with My Little Pony, heads back to the stables, and hope that his next movie will make some more money. Um, entering their second week, of course, the only three movies that are out, Blade Runner, Mountain Between Us, and My Little Pony. Opening this week, Happy Death Day from Josh, and The Foreigner is my wild card. Uh, Josh is at first place, $3.4 million. Still pretty abysmal first place, first week showing. I'm not going to lie. Uh, not as bad as Raul's 452000 Yeah, I'll take what I can get. Last last season, I think I was on like 100 k and Rachel was on like 200 k So $3.4 is not terrible. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. All right, Raul, what's been going on in the Geek Out Network this last week? Okay, we've had some things going on. Uh, CJ got back into, what is it, Neor? Neo. 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 Uh, for Liquid Handicap, that's on Wednesday nights. We did more Fortnite now with Delbert this time. We're kind of bad at it. Well, well, you guys were bad at it. <laughs> I'm oh, you're not great. Sh- shots you, fired. You are not great. <laughs> uh, Manipul figures out the smell of death and decay. Oh, not looking forward to that last file. Um, I'm it was, sorry. <laughs> it was wine night at Generic Live Show headquarters. Daryl drinks wine and watches old episodes of the Generic Live Show. This week, Shadows of War Overwatch streams. Yeah. Hall- Halloween-themed Overwatch streams. Yeah. I need to get my dragons to Metro. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Oh, the cultist um, Zenyatta? Yes, the Cthulhu Zenyatta cultist is so good. Okay, what do we have here now at the bottom? Yeah, Josh, what do we got for show title candidates? Oh, the show title candidates. Unfortunately, my voice isn't nearly as fantastic for this. But uh, we've only been doing this for 216 episodes. We also have Spider Island. The backcast. The fact. There's Spider Island. Spider Island. I don't know where. Sorry, my cat is being cute again. No blue towels. Cat. Hard liquor will kill him. Glowing pink cheeks. Weird British British television. Two thousand pounds of two thousand pounds. You have to fight the principal. That's not how free samples work. Not really a vegan movie. The first dog you mix. That's uh, kind of a chain there. Combo breaker. <laughs> the hidden dog breeding mini game. Battle sloth Joe. I'm into IT and I rap. Dangerously fresh. We have hats now. Don't underestimate the hats. I'm a sexy <laughs> taco. Sold them to the glue factory and back problems on Spider Island. <laughs> I actually, I actually kind of like dangerously fresh. I like a lot. <laughs> I, I am I'm biased with I'm into I'm into IT and I rap. That's actually oh, pretty good as well. We got the vote. Yeah, yeah you do. Down got, the I got bottom. your vote. In. Okay, yeah. hold up. Let me look. Well, who's voting for me? Just oh, I just put your oh, name. Oh, in. <laughs> oh well, sorry. I would put I would vote for back problems on Spider Island. But let me look oh, okay. down. Uh, I think I want to go for dangerously fresh though. All right, dangerously fresh. <laughs> Show yeah, title candidate is dangerous. Show title is dangerously fresh. <laughs> yeah, we are. Let Dale do his thing in chat. But 
Phil, thank you so much for coming on, hanging out with us. I really, really appreciate it, man. This was awesome. I had a blast, and uh, you know, I can, I can send more developers your way if you guys like like doing that sort of thing. Oh, uh, absolutely! I, I, I absolutely love talking. Bring to it you. out. Um, okay. I'm. To, I'm working with a whole bunch of like board game developers, getting them on the show. Like talking to devs is a huge, like great thing for me. I love it so much. I know some board game guys too. I know the Red Raven peoples that do. Was it far and near? Well, I know the one guy. One guy from that place. It's above and beyond, near and far. I actually haven't played this game, so I've covered it. They're expensive, damn it. Board games yeah, are they are. They oh, are yeah, incredibly expensive. expensive. And that's the reason why like half of my board yeah. game shelf is games that people sent me to review because man, there's no way. I've been really digging once upon a time, the competitive storytelling game. Yes, it is so good. We played a bunch of that at Gen Con. I kept going back to that game and I by the time I was like, Hey, I'm just gonna flat out and buy this, I'm like, we sold that. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I love this kind of, this kind of like um Dinkelberg. So it's kind of games that are about the players just kind of being creative. Yes. Instead of just like kind of like following the rules and picking from the the confines of the game. So Absolutely. All right. All right guys. We will see you right back here next week. And before then we'll see you um everywhere. Namaste. Namaste, Dale. <laughs> Uh, definitely Sunday for some Overwatch. I might do some streaming between here and there. But thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Good night. This has been a Geekio Media Network production. Copyright 2017. Dale? Oh. Do the dance, Dale. <laughs> I got yelled at for not doing this last time. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>